0: You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are right in the peak of preseason overreaction time. Just getting started after a few preseason games, but not quite thick enough into the season to really calm down. This is Locked on Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm an analyst for Pro Football Focus, and I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter at CoxSports1. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Bears. You can like Locked on Bears on Facebook, join the Locked on Bears Facebook group for more Bears talk, and of course, subscribe to Locked on Bears on YouTube to see the video form of our podcast as well. On the show today, we catch up on some Bears preseason overreactions, starting with Justin Fields and his performance against the Dolphins, plus the groin injury and now the return potentially here against the Buffalo Bills. Then we'll turn to this Bears offensive line. Again, overreaction to the signing of Jason Peters as the savior up front, Tevin Jenkins' back surgery as the end of the world, and James Daniels in and out of the lineup with injury and a lot more going on at that position. And then we wrap. Up with a look ahead to Saturday's Bills preseason game with Mitch Trubisky's return and sort of the different dynamics that go into that narrative that feels much more like a media driven narrative than an actual fan or on field discussion. But we have to catch up a little bit here because those of you who follow this podcast closely will notice we haven't had a podcast episode in a week and a half here. The podcast was Out of the country for the last week and a half here. I was enjoying some time in Switzerland, Germany, and Austria. Really taking some time away before the start of the regular season and through the preseason here to recharge and really lock in for whatever's going to happen this upcoming season. So I appreciate those of you who are still tuning in, still following along, and thank you for dealing with a a minor absence uh, over some time here with the podcast. But while I was gone... We did see Justin Fields make his preseason debut. I've had a chance to actually watch that I didn't catch it live it was it was as it was happening on the other side of the planet but uh, a lot to like obviously from Justin Fields, but it kind of encapsulated a lot of this overreaction that we tend to see this time of year in the preseason where you know when he comes out on the field in the second quarter there a couple of missed throws on that second drive I think and then you know fumble at one point and it's sort of this oh no like you know is Is the NFL game too big for him? Is it too fast for him? Is he going to struggle to translate from Ohio State to the pro game? You know, he's not ready. He's no good. The Bears got the wrong guy. Here we go again, right? I mean, all these sorts of things start to seep in a little bit, but then, you know, you end the first half with a field goal drive, come out in the second half, first drive, touchdown, second drive, 30-yard touchdown throw, and boom, all of a sudden, All of those concerns from the first half are totally gone. All of your fears have vanished. They've been solved. The Bears have this scrambling, exciting, playmaking quarterback. He can extend those plays, make the big throws, and do all the playmaking that the Bears want to see. It was like, oh, yeah, this is exactly what the team wanted. And it's boom Bears have their franchise quarterback. Bears got the best quarterback in the draft. Bears need to start him right away in week one. Future Hall of Famer, the team is set locked in with Justin Fields. And again, let's let's slow down on that side too, right? Both the good and the bad overreactions. That when things aren't very good, maybe they're not as bad as they seem. And when things are great, maybe they're not as great as they seem. It's For me, it, it's all part of this sort of preseason time of year where, We've been so desperate for football for the last, boy, what has it been, eight months since the Bears last played? And, you know, we've grabbed on any kind of off-season news that we can get, but now that we've got, like, games on television that are real football, I mean, they're not games that count, but it's pads, it's a real opponent, it's tackling, we're latching on to anything we can possibly get out of this team and this league and this sport. And so, you know, we just squeeze any possible story and, and emotion and reaction that we can get out of anything that happens on our screens. And it's kind of important to just say, you know, let's let's slow down a little bit here, keep the context, again, in both directions. The fields looked really good in that second half, and that's great, and you should celebrate that and absolutely enjoy it. This is not saying, hey, no fun allowed watching these preseason games, but it's just making sure that we're keeping things uh, appropriately scaled and sized here, that, you know, it was one half of one preseason game, really just like a, a quarter and a half of one preseason game against backups. That doesn't mean it's not impressive. That doesn't mean it's not good. It doesn't mean it's not worth celebrating. But it's a small sample size at the beginning of preseason. So let's, let's hold off before taking it too far, right? Just like we needed to hold off before completely throwing him under the bus after this first couple of drives in that preseason game. It's all about sort of understanding why we might be so easily attached to what we see on the field, realizing that there's a lot more football still to come, not only for Justin Fields, but the rest of the Bears during this preseason. Obviously, a a lot of that circling the attention around the offensive line, the same thing, kind of in both directions over the last week or so. of Some good and some excitement, and then some bad and some fear, and we kind of end up trying to find this this middle ground. We'll, We'll try and take a look at... Where the Bears offensive line stands now or or maybe what we should expect for them come week one next on Locked on Bears. Even while I was gone for a week and a half, one of the things I made sure to pack with me on my trip was my favorite protein bars of all time, Built Bars. Because they taste like candy bars, but they have all the nutrients of a protein bar. They are a great snack on the go no matter what country you're in. While you're eating them. Trust me, they actually do travel pretty well. I brought a Built Bar and a couple of, like a granola bar and another different brand of protein bar that just generally aren't as good either. And the Built Bar definitely survived the trip better than the rest. Those things taste delicious, they're soft, they're chewy, all covered in 100% real chocolate. But most importantly, low sugar, low calories, high fiber, and high protein. It is the perfect mix of healthy, nutritious, and delicious that you just can't quite find anywhere else. They have a bunch of great flavors. I've tried every single one, and I haven't found one yet that wasn't incredible, I promise. You try the mixed box that has all the flavors in it, you will find something you love. Best of all, you can get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com if you use our promo code LOCKED15. That's 15% off at BuiltBar.com with the promo code locked one 15- 5 Locked 15. Just as we got so excited about Justin Fields and, and also some down on Justin Fields, really a, a similar roller coaster for this Bears offensive line, although ended, the roller coasters ended in, in very different places. Right? Before the preseason game, or right around that, the last weekend, the Bears signed Jason Peters. Long-time, solid starter for the Philadelphia Eagles. Had have been with the Buffalo Bills before that. Pro Bowler, maybe in this Hall of Fame discussion. I mean, we don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. It's a different, different podcast, but maybe in this Hall of Fame discussion, at least a very long-tenured, successful offensive tackle in the NFL. Just what the Bears have needed, just what we've wanted for the Bears to do. All of a sudden, Ryan Pace is again genius general manager, the offensive line is fixed, and the Bears are set for 2021, right? Well, no, then, you know, we have James Daniels leaving with his injury, and the starting offensive line that they put out there against the, the against the Miami Dolphins was just uh, it was quite a, a, a ragtag group there, I guess, when you had what, Elijah Wilkinson and Le'Chavius Simmons at offensive tackle, and then Bars fills in at right guard, and now he's been hurt since then, and, you know, you still got Mustafa and Whitehair on the inside, but very much piecing together a strange-looking Bears offensive line. And then all of a sudden, you kind of come full circle with the math on why did they sign Jason Peters? Yeah, because Tevin Jenkins needs back surgery. And now the Bears are hoping he might get to play still in as a rookie? Like, that's that's the level the expectations have been. It's like they're hoping that maybe they could still play him at some point this season. They're hoping it's not season-ending surgery. That's where the expectations have gone. We started with minor back thing. He should be back sooner rather than later. That's how it started when training camp opened up. Just a little, little tweaked back. Not a big deal. All of a sudden... It is a big deal and could miss his entire rookie season. I think ESPN's Adam Schefter said there's a hope that maybe by, you know, sometime in November, on an optimistic timeline, if things recover really well, maybe he could play by then. But regardless, the opposite of how you want your second pick in this draft to start his Bears career. So now, you know, you got Daniels hurt, you got... Tevin Jenkins surgery and all this stuff going on offensive line is screwed then right Tevin Jenkins is he's a bust he's the new Gabe Karimi he's the whole season's over because the offensive line doesn't have anybody they're all injured and you know there's no point in even putting Justin Fields out there how about that because he's not gonna have an offensive line to block for him. that that's sort of the swinging reaction we get with this Bears offensive line and yes I've been trying to warn you about potential offensive line concerns on this podcast for quite some time. There's a real depth issue if you happen to have a string of injuries all at that same spot. And lo and behold, the Bears have had that string of injuries at the same spot. But at the same time, I do think the Justin or the Jason Peters signing is a good reminder that you can still add and things can change quickly to build up the offensive line a little bit more. I, I don't think it's necessarily the perfect solution or something that's going to be, you know, always have, there's always going to be great veteran free agents. You can just sign and fill in and fix all your problems just like that. But again, you're not necessarily always stuck with exactly what you have at any given time. It's never quite fully set in stone. And I think with the way it's played out on this offensive line so far, right, it seems unlikely that, This bad of injury luck in that one position group is gonna continue for the whole year. Right. It was this big wave sort of all at once here in the preseason when Jenkins and Effetti aren't practicing to start, and then you have a couple of the other guys banged up along the way. James Daniels comes out, right? It's all been very concentrated on the offensive line. But I think statistically, mathematically, probability speaking, eventually guys are gonna get healthy again and you're not expected to always have all the same injuries at the same position, right? It's it's pretty uncommon and unlikely for those things to all sort of stay that concentrated. So you should get healthier on the offensive line, and some players should get back, and you should have a little bit more depth to feel a little bit better about where you stand on the O-line. I don't know what level of Jason Peters the Bears are going to get at, what is he, age 38, 39 at this stage of his career. There is a reason why. He remained unsigned up to this point. He wasn't a a high priority for every NFL team to try and line up and sign this offseason, but he still can be and has been a very good offensive lineman. They really just need him to get through the Jenkins recovery timeline, right? We haven't seen Peters really play a full season all that much lately. The injuries tend to come later in your career, especially at that position in particular. So if Peters can just get through to like November and Tevin Jenkins can come back, I think that's probably a win all around for this Bears offensive line. You got Jermaine Effetti on the physically unable to perform list. He should be back at some point, right? I mean, we're maybe expecting him to be back by now, but at the very least, you know, it's not going to get worse. It's just a matter of you know how soon that picks up, but you know that's on the horizon for him potentially coming back. James Daniels already working back from his injury. Larry Borum working back from his injury. So in, you're you're getting there, right? Tevin Jenkins will be fine eventually. His career should just pick up from there, and you know we don't have to panic about that. It wasn't like a pre-draft lingering thing. It's just injuries happen sometimes, and and you can kind of move forward once they're in the rearview mirror. So I think it's still very real concerns to have about the offensive line. But I just want to dial down again the overreactions there too. That Things are dire right now, but they're not supposed to stay that dire. Probability says guys will get healthy, guys will come back, and it won't be Latavia Simmons and Alex Bars starting at right guard and right tackle week one this season. Probably still going to see more overreactions between now and then as we get a little more preseason action, a little bit more that desperation for something new to replace what we just saw. Last week, I imagine we'll see quite a bit of that with Mitch Trubisky coming to town this weekend. We'll kind of take a look at what we should expect from him and preview some of this Bears-Bills matchup next on Locked on Bears. Now that we are back with football really on your television All eyes are turning to this sport more than any other because football is king and especially at BetOnline.ag where they are your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. You can get all the updated odds, props, and contests including a new half million dollar NFL mega contest and the $200,000 NFL survivor contest Open now at betonline.ag. Head on over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 100% welcome bonus. That means anything you deposit at betonline.ag, they will match to double the money you have to play and win big. Make sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. You make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be completely refunded up to $25. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, right to horse racing. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the great offers available for this 2021 season at BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. We have to talk about Mitch Trubisky maybe one last time. You know, he's always going to be tied to the Chicago Bears for the draft and the narratives and everything we went through over the last four years, right? I I don't want to take the time to go back through all the Mitch Trubisky stuff. We kind of got our, we kind of were ready to move on just as much as the Bears were ready to move on. But, you know, he's a Buffalo Bill now and he's back and the Bears don't play the Bills all that often. It's not something that we're going to, we would see every year if he sticks with the Bills long term. But regardless, the Bills are not playing Josh Allen this preseason, so Mitch Trubisky will get the start this weekend against his former team. He did start last week in this first preseason game, but the Bills kind of doing what the Bears did with Andy Dalton—gave him what was it, you know a drive or two. I think it was a total of eleven snaps. He was like one of two passing and handed the ball off nine times. I mean, we didn't really get a chance to see Mitch Trubisky, but because the NFL is down to just three preseason games this year, that second preseason game is now going to be more like the dress rehearsal game that previous years, the third preseason game, ha- acted like. So we're then expecting to see a little more Mitch Trubisky, just like we're expecting to see a little more Andy Dalton. And how much that exactly looks like, we'll see. But I imagine the Bills want to get his arm going a little bit, maybe see a little bit more of what Mitch can do, get him get him some live reps in this offense in case sometime down the line he may need to fill in for Josh Allen if if. Something happens to him and the you know, Bills have to put in a backup quarterback or maybe it's garbage time minutes at the end of the game. Regardless, we should see some Trubisky action. I'm fully expecting him to get the booze from Bears fans. It just seems like what, what, what else? What do you expect at this point? I imagine he'll probably make a nice player too. I mean, we saw Mitch make some decent plays over his career. We we we. We're always disappointed in him not being everything we wanted him to be, but it wasn't as though he was the worst quarterback in the NFL. It wasn't as though there were never any highlights, and I would imagine he'll make a few throws and maybe scramble out of the pocket a little bit and make a couple of plays, and it'll, I think we'll still see kind of the same Mitch we did before. Maybe the preseason is a good opportunity for him to flash some of what he's able to do, but all of it to me feels like maybe more of a, a media, television broadcast narrative than... a a real Bears fan narrative like of course we're going to pay attention to what Mitch does but like I think unless he throws seven touchdowns and 400 yards or something crazy what he does will be completely overshadowed by what the Bears quarterbacks do because that's just that's all we care about right now it's just as it's the dress rehearsal for Mitch Trubisky it's the dress rehearsal for Andy Dalton he didn't really get to throw much I mean at least some but it wasn't really a full opening up of the offense for Dalton in the first preseason game. I think Matt Nagy said he'll play at least a quarter, quarter and a half, but depends on game script and game situation. So it could be a little less, could be a little bit more, but that's ex- about the range we're expecting from Andy Dalton. And so that should be enough to get some kind of sense of expectations for this season. And I think if Andy Dalton lights it up and thrives, that's all we'll talk about. Or if Andy Dalton stinks and throws a couple of picks, that's all Bears fans are going to be raving about the very next day. And and whatever Mitch did, not really going to matter <laughs> at that point because it's going to be like either Dalton was great or Dalton was, was not great. If Dalton is average and, you know, completes some easy throws, misses some tough ones, keeps the drive moving, gets a couple of field goals, maybe a touchdown as expected, then I think for me it moves all to what Justin Fields does. And then if Justin Fields has another huge performance, No one will care what Mitch Trubisky did because it's all about Justin Fields, right? That's that's how I keep getting this feeling around Chicago and in this preseason game. It's like everyone's talking. You know, there's articles, there's radio, there's TV discussion about Mitch Trubisky coming to town. There's podcast discussion right here. We are talking about Mitch Trubisky coming to town, but we're not really talking about Mitch Trubisky, and that's sort of my point here. It's like it's not for me. It's it's not really actually about him. It's more of a a created almost artificial type of discussion. That's not really, I don't really think it holds a lot of weight. You know, I, I do think bears fans will boo. And, and because that's what fans do fans, fans boo. And the guy who used to play for your team is now on another team. And you don't like him cause he didn't play well enough. That's, I mean, he gets booed and it's maybe it's unfortunate. Probably won't phase Mitch all that much. It's probably not a big deal in the grand scheme of things, but I, you know, I wish him luck. I don't really have any ill will against Mitch Trubisky. he was, It was always a a class act, you know, never anything that really made us dislike him other than not being as good as a number two overall pick would ideally be at that quarterback position. So we'll see, you know, I don't think he's going to play that much in the regular season. So the preseason really is going to matter a lot for him and his career, and if he can impress, that'll help him lead to his next contract, or maybe he sticks around as a backup for a little while, but... Either way, it's it's his time to kind of reestablish himself, and I, I certainly don't want to see him struggle and, and fail out of the NFL by any means. So it'll be a lot to see from him and both of the Bears quarterbacks. I'm sure that's what both teams will be focused on all week after the game and, and what the fan bases will be discussing. So we'll react to all the biggest takeaways from Saturday's preseason game right here on the Lockdown Bears podcast. So make sure that you subscribe to keep up with all of our daily, in-depth, Chicago Bears news and analysis. Now that I'm back in the country, back stateside, locked in for this regular season, the podcast will be back a full five days a week, so keep tuning in, keep watching on the YouTube channel, keep listening on whatever podcast listening app you use to check out Locked On Bears. Appreciate everyone who's been following along. Appreciate you dealing with our our brief absence in the middle there, but I hope you are fired up for this season, dialed in, locked in, and locked on and more than anything else, of course, ready to bear down.